This April 13th, we're going to have two of the best female fighters step in the ring to face off. You know, when I think about the best female fighters of the world, what comes to mind right away is like Lucille Riker, Ann Wolf, Chrissy Martin, fighters like that. What caught my eye with female boxing was back on the Mike Tyson versus Frank Bruno card, which was uh, the coal miner's daughter who got in with, with a female fighter by the name of Deidre Gotri. And it was pure brutality with sweet science that the both, that both girls gave out in six rounds. And I remember I sat there and I was like, I saw some vicious right hands being thrown and we, we had already heard that Chrissy Martin was a power puncher and she was able to knock girls out uh, within the first or second round. But here we had, we had something special. Deidre was boxing, taking every, every punch that Chrissy Martin could dish out and she ate him up and she returned her own shots. So after watching that fight, I, I, it's, it really sparked some interest for me to watch other female fighters. So later on, I started witnessing in 98 uh, on Fox Sports is when I discovered Lucille Riker. And then I started tuning into her fights and looking up her history. And then on ESPN2, we had Ann Wolf. She was featured on there. You know, so when you hear the, the, you know, when you hear people say that boxing, female boxing has never been televised or had that recognition, to some truth there is. But right now, the era of female boxing is, is at an ultra high. Whether you like it or not, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. And these women have really have proven their place in the boxing history books. It, it didn't get its recognition, though, because the fact was that at the time where we had some potential stars to actually cross over, the other players in the landscape didn't want to play along. That comes to mind right away. Christy Martin versus Lucille Riker never happened. And Wolf versus Layla Ali never happened. So female boxing kind of went back into the dark. It went back into the corner where it had to refight its way back into mainstream. So that leaves us to where we're at right now. Anticipating a unified middleweight title fight between two undefeated female fighters. Now, is one like Ann Wolf or Lucille Riker? Is the other one like Layla Ali? Eh, there's similarities. You know, some could say that Shields is, is, is like Ann Wolf. She's the rugged street come forward, throws punches, but doesn't have the wolf power. Christina Hammer could be Leila Ali. She's got the looks. She's got the height. She's got the jab. So there's so many variables to this fight. I think if you really look into it, take away the fact that they're female fighters. And I think that's what too many people are stuck on. You know, they don't want to look at this as two fighters that fought for their position, that fought for these titles. I respect these women. I respect anybody that puts on gloves and step in the ring and take this as a professional career. It's a tough business. You try getting hit in the face. You know, you try putting your body through, through these vigorous training methods to be in tip-top shape to get in the ring and be criticized by quarterback couch potatoes. Try it. 
You know, if you've never put on the gloves and walk in there, you're only you're not getting the full experience of what these fighters put themselves through, whether they're male or female. You know, I, I really got into female boxing, you know, because I started watching it, like I said, early on. But then I, I had a chance to start interviewing fighters. I had a chance to interview like Holly Holmes, Lucille Riker, Karina Moreno. Uh, the list goes on. I, I had a chance to kind of get into their world. And I saw that there was really no difference in the mentality of the, the male fighters to the female fighters. The only thing that they were, the only thing, the only thing that was different is, is that though they were getting in the rings, putting on gloves to fight two minute rounds against an opponent that was getting in their tick off their heads, they were also fighting the audience, the media, the, the males that still don't want to accept the fact that these women want to be recognized not as female fighters, but as fighters. So tonight you're going to hear my analogy, my breakdown between Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down each fighter. I'm going to dissect their strength and their weakness. And then I'm going to give you my opinion of what I think may occur that night on April 13th. Um, no way am I telling you to, to put a bet or gamble on my prediction because I'm actually not, I'm not going to even really give you a prediction. I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to paint a picture, a picture for you. That's basically what I'm going to do here on corner to corner. You know, uh, this is not a prediction vid. Like I said, what I more or less want to do is kind of shine the light on their strengths, shine the light on their weakness. And then kind of tell you their keys to victory, what they what they both need to do in order to secure a victory on that on that special night between the two of them. Okay, let's talk about the strengths of Christina Hammer. She's 5'11. She has a 71-inch reach. She her pro debut is in 2009. She got 24 wins with 11 KOs, no losses. Uh, Hammer has approximately over 107 rounds more than, than Shields in the pros rankings. She moves very well around the ring. She knows how to control her movement around the ring, being 5'11". She needs to. The obvious is that she's got a good jab. If that's one thing that you read about or you hear about is how good of a jab that she has. And being 5'11", you better have a good jab. She, um, she's got good speed. Now, she's not the fastest middleweight, but it's speed enough to keep you where you want that person to be at um, because it's going to make them th think twice about trying to close that distance when they're trying to reach, you know, uh, Hammer's body or her, or her jaw. So her speed is very well. Having a 71-inch reach, she, she knows how to use it really good. Uh, I, like I said, if you, if I normally go off the last two fights, and if you watch the Tori Nelson fight, 
she understood her distance. She understood that she's the taller, lankier fighter, um, that her best punches were going to come off the, 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 the end of her punches. So she needed that distance. Um, she's not a great inside fighter. So she moves around to create the distance that she needs to throw the right hand, to throw the jab, to keep the person at a distance so that she can land these combinations that she's trying to throw. Now, the other strength that she does have is that she knows when to be aggressive. You know, it's not like she's this trying to be, a, you know, a little prancer around the ring that some folks are kind of trying to paint her out to be and stuff. Because if you watch her, um, she knows how to get dirty. She can she can get in the trenches with somebody that decides to mix it up with her. So if you want to talk about aggression, she knows how to do it. She, she can get aggressive when she feels that it's time to get aggressive. So the other thing that that helps out a fighter in the ring is knowing how to trash talk, knowing how to get underneath the skin of the opponent that you're going to face. And if you watch Christina Hammer throughout this whole promotional uh, uh, thing on show Showtime, she's really kind of have gotten kind of gotten underneath the skin of Shields. I mean, she's got this smirk. Um, every time Shields tries to throw a jab at her, she throws it right back at her. And you can see that Shields is getting she's gotten annoyed by it. Um, you know, she laughs anytime Shields tries to throw, uh, you know, uh, you know, shade at her. She kind of laughs it off and then she throws it right back. You know, um, she has this huge smile that she's being entertained. You know, she's like, yeah, you're making fun of me, but I'm gonna make fun of you right back. You know, and, and sometimes when you can't get the reaction that you're looking for, um, it can it can obviously upset whatever game plan you decide to have. When you get in the ring to face that person, because now you've lose, you know, you normally would lose focus, right? You end up losing focus and you make it personal. And you can tell that that's what Hammer wants to do. She wants to make it personal. And and that's what I mean by saying that, you know, trash talk does help you in the ring. Because if you can make it personal for the other person, that means they're going to throw out the game plan. That means they might throw out the boxing uh, 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 skill that they have because now they're just looking to physically hurt you. They just want to land some hurt punches. And we all know if you're, you know, if, if you're a fight fan that studied the sport, we all know that in order to land the hurt punches, you got to have a setup. And a good way of taking away that person's setup is to get their mind off of it so that now they're solely focused on trying to hurt you because you insulted their ego. So she's really, really Really good at that. I noticed that about her, okay? But let's talk about some of the things that are her weakness and that she's going to have to really work on for September. I mean, for September, wow. For uh, for uh, April 13th. I'm way ahead of us for now, right? I'm all looking into the future. But, okay, so <laughs> um, I, I was watching her fights. And I even went a little back further to watch her fights to see, you know, just to try to catch to see if she's kind of cleaned up her... Her style, obviously, of course, she has. You know, um, as as fights go, you get better. Some fighters don't; they kind of get stuck in the mud. You know, they 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 just they hit they, you know the top of their ceiling. Um, she did a little bit, but there was some improvement. But there are some things in there that she can get lazy about. Okay, um, I hope her conditioning. Which one thing that they were talking about? on the Showtime episodes that they were airing that I was watching was that um, they were working on her conditioning. Because if that's one thing, if you watch the Tori Nelson, at, towards the end of the rounds, at the 7th and 8th and ninth and 10th, you could really see she started gassing. And when she started gassing out, well, you started seeing a little bit of the movement 
kind of disappearing. She wasn't moving around as much. She was standing in the trenches a little bit too long and it allowed, it allowed Nelson to land some big right hands on her, okay? But the other thing that I noticed, and this is early on in, in the rounds, is when she becomes very, very comfortable with her jab, when she starts snapping it out there and she's like, wow, this is starting to be really easy, she tends to get kind of lazy with it. She, she kind of forgets to stick it out there, you know, which means that she'll throw it out and then she'll drop it down slowly back. And it's slow. Like she's not snapping and bringing it back down her hip. She's, she'll snap the jab and then she slowly, slowly brings it right back down her hip. And, and it's almost like she's flirting with whoever she's fighting to try to land a big punch on her. You know, now I don't know whether if that's by design I don't think it is because, like I said, I wa I've watched it and I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, she's getting too comfortable with it. She's might, she might be having a little bit too much fun. And I think with Shields, you just can't do that, okay? Because if Tori Nelson, who is uh, was what? she's She was only 5'6". Yeah, 5'6", with a 64-inch reach, was able to land an overhand right whenever Hammer got lazy with that jab. What do you think Shields is going to do? And Shields is 5'9". Okay, and, and, and what, and what, she shields this, let me check real quick, she's 5'8", with a 68-inch reach. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm going to be looking out for on Saturday night, to see whether or not she's going to stay composed, she's going to stay disciplined with her, with her jab, because like I said, she loves to jab and then bring it low. Okay, and that's not a good thing. You know, when you pull it back low, you're 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 inviting an overhand right to come to come over the top and catch you. Okay, so that's that's something I wouldn't do. At, at, you know, if I was her. Now, there's also times when she throws a power punch. She uh, she doesn't follow it with anything. She doesn't follow up with anything. She'll throw a big punch and then she stops. And then she kind of like waits to see what the, the reaction of the opponent. And that's not a good idea because Shield is a, is a pressure fighter who throws with volumes. And you don't want to be there to, to, to receive your receipt. You want to be able to throw the punch and then open up if you are or move around her and trying to get away with any counter shots. So that's another thing that she's got to really, really look out for. Now... The one thing, like I said, she can be aggressive. But here's the thing, though, is that you can bait her to a shootout. You know, and, and that's where Hammer, that's where she's got to be very uh, uh, careful in her decisions of having a shootout with Shields. Because even though her strength is she's got good speed, she's not the fastest. Okay. And meaning that, that on, on Saturday night, the faster fighter is going to be Shields. She's got faster hands. Um, she tends to sometimes, what I watched of her, has a much faster reflex in responding to somebody when they're throwing in between punches. So Hammer's going to have to pick and choose. And I think the only time is that when you want to get invited to a shootout is when you feel like the girl, if, if she starts seeing, Shield is starting to you know, try to like, like give in, give in to her because she's lost all hope. Now, I'm not sure about that because they're pros. And a lot of times it's very difficult to break down somebody's will uh, when they step into that ring. But it's, it's not like it hasn't happened before. It's very possible, okay? Um, you know, going into the whole aggressive style as well. Now, there's good aggression and there's bad aggression, okay? 
being ag- being aggressive is like I said, you can be baited into a shootout at the wrong time. But the one thing about Hammer is that you can get in the inside. If Tory Nelson showed anything throughout their fight was that it was very easy at times to get in the inside. Because even though I pointed out Hammer has good movement, um, she tends to sometimes allow herself to stand there and trade if she feels that she could trade really easy. Now, if that was to happen with Shields, being she's 5'11", she should be physically physical with Shields. Meaning that, you know, push her back. Push Shields back. If they get in close, hey, get aggressive with her. You know, tie her up. You know, walk her back to the ropes. Don't allow the shorter person to walk you back. You know, um, get them aggressive because the game plan for Shield is to get in close, to, to, to get past that jab and try to land some body shots, try to land up under the guard, you know, try to catch her like that. So in order to avoid that, you have to use your physicalness and you're going to have to be physical with the, with, with the shorter fighter Shields, which is 5'11". So that's one thing that she's got to, you know, hopefully she looks for, looks out for, you know, um, And going back with a weakness with her is that with that movement, it's really good. It's like a, it's good and bad for her. She's got good movement, but then at the same time, she doesn't jab when she's moving. She's going to have to jab with the movement against Shields because Shields, like I said, is going to want to close that distance. I go back again, and I keep reminding everybody about Tori Nelson. If Tori Nelson can close that distance at 5'6", well, Shields can do the same thing. So in order to prevent Shields from closing that distance is, is one is that, that, you know, the Shields team is predicting that Hammer's going to move. Well, yeah, she's going to move. That would be the smart thing. But if you're just going to move and then hope that Shield doesn't have fast feet to close that distance or doesn't try to cut the ring off, then you know what? You didn't really study her. Um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Clo- you know. I'm mean, sorry. You're gonna have to stop her from closing the distance, or even stop her from cutting the ring off with the movement. But that movement needs a jab behind it. So, and that would discourage Shields from trying to close it because it's gonna make her think I got to do something different. All right. So that's another thing. Now, if they do get up close, and, and like I said, with the aggression, she has to get physical. She's five eleven. If they do get up close, and and Shields is throwing, you know, you know, body shots or whatever the case is. Be that she's shorter, if I was Hammer, I'm going to start throwing uppercuts. Uppercuts need to be there, right? Now, I gave her, and one of the strengths uh, list was her speed. I said she wasn't the fastest person. But if you watch her fights, there's times that, she lacks with speed. She ends up kind of going like in a slow motion. Um, and I, again, it's it might be because of stamina. It might be she got bored. Whatever it is. With this fight here, she's got to be consistent. Every single round has to be, there has to have some consistency. And that means speed after speed after speed. And that what really has to come in play is how hard does she train? I believe that she trained very hard, but those are the areas that, that she needs to be completely focused and it's got to be tip top. Okay. Because if not, if she decides to go, you know, at that slow speed because she's too comfortable, uh, whether it's in the fifth or sixth round. Uh, it's going to allow Shields to take advantage of that. 
And there's a lot of things to take advantage of that I've just mentioned that Shields team need to really, you know, you know, hopefully they took notes and watched, right? The other thing is too, like I said, Tory Nelson uh, landed right hands after right hands. And uh, it was even from the first round all the way down to the end of the round. She was able to still land right hands. You know, good thing for, for Hammers that Nelson doesn't have a very big punch. But if Hammers walking into this fight, that's the one thing that they should have focused the most with is tightening up their defense. They need to tighten up their defense, right? You know, um, it, it can't be stressed enough. Defense is key. Movement with a jab is key. Uh, being aggressive when they're getting close. Uh, if you can't tire up, be sure to use uppercuts. Those, those are all things right now that, in my opinion, that can probably get her the edge in the win. If, if she goes in believing that she's going to fight another Tory Nelson, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, I could see she was just outworking her, you know, but... I think that's what makes this fight so intriguing. All right, let's talk about Shields. She's 5'8", like I mentioned earlier. She's got a 68 reach, which I mentioned earlier. She's 24 years old. She's four years younger than Hammer. Uh, she debuted in 2016. She's got eight wins, two KOs. Now, she's accomplished a lot as, as a two-time gold medalist uh, for the women's boxing. She's accomplished a lot as a pro fighter with only eight fights. You can't knock that down. Those are a lot of those are part of her strengths. Okay, so for anybody saying that she doesn't, you know, uh, um, how good is she? Well, let's just go back, you know, and and look at her record, look at her past, and look what she's done. You know, it's a very tough business. So I mean, personally, I think that that is great in her part. She's got sixty-one uh, rounds in the pro rankings. That is not as, as competitive-wise when you look at Hammer's record, but when you look at the opposition she's faced, uh, there's some good names there, some tough names that she's beaten. Now, what are her strengths? Well, she knows how to put punches together. When, he's, when she is composed, she knows how to put them together. She's an aggressive fighter. She's a come-forward fighter. She knows how to faint very, very well. Um... She's got John David Jackson, which is a major strength on her part. And this is not the first fight they're going to be together. Uh, he's been with her, I think, what, three, four fights. This is going to be the fourth fight that they've worked together. So when anytime you think about a trainer that, that picks up a fighter and says, okay, well, we don't know just yet because there was their first fight. They, we still need to see time to see if they mesh well. Well, we've had time with them. And like I said before with Hammer... Uh, the more fights you watch, the more improvement you would see. Uh, you would see whether or not they top their ceiling. With, with Shields, you've seen improvement. When she got dropped by Gabriels, she was overzealous. She was very impatient, and, and it caught up to her. She was dropped in the first round. Now, watch the fights after that. You've kind of seen her compose herself. She's brought herself down. She's kind of like now she has a different pace and a different approach when she steps in the ring and when she steps towards her opponents, right? So things over time start to develop with her. Uh, she does have good head movement. When it's used properly, her head movement is there. 
She does have a good jab. She knows how to snap her jab out there. She knows how to use that that 68-inch reach uh, with that jab. Um, she does have good footwork. She knows how to move her foot, feet in, uh, in position to throw punches. So overall in her strength, she does very, very well. She's got good hand speed. She is, in my opinion, the faster fighter in terms of throwing combinations and 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 letting her hands go uh, than, than Christina Hammer. So that's a great strength for her. Now, let's talk about the weakness that she does have. Well, at times when she throws her right hand, uh, and this could be out of exhaustion, it could just be because of the amateur pedigree that she has, but she likes to chop her punches. You know, instead of turning her punches and, and turning her knuckles in, she likes to kind of chop with the palm. And, and that's like a, 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 an amateur men mentality is they start like chopping because they're just looking for points. They're not looking to land solid, solid shots, right? Um, the one thing also is that when she doesn't use her head movement, she kind of allows herself to stay out on the outside and she can't afford that facing Christina Hammer, being 5'11 with a good jab, okay? Because the thing is that she's going to have to get in the inside. Uh, and, and, and even though she has good feints, she sometimes throws that away because she's looking for the big punch. So when you're on the outside of a fighter that has 71 reach advantage, um, you don't want to be upright. You don't want to be the person waiting for the taller fighter to react. You want to be the person that's pressing the action. You want to be the person that's pushing the person back. And how's a good way to push a, a taller fighter? Well, it's good head movement. You got to use the feints. You got to learn how to, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, weave inwards to push back the taller fighter. Because that's, that's one thing she's going to have to do is use her jab, use head movement while she walks in on Christina Hammer, you know, um, the weakness that comes along and thinking about them, I'm just mentioning this right now, but the weakness that I've seen from her, what she does too, is like she walks towards her opponents with no feints, with no head movement. She tends to sometimes go like, well, I'm the bigger, stronger, badder person. And she walks towards them and she ends up getting clipped. She can't, she can't do that with, with Christina Hammer. She just can't afford to do that. You know, like I mentioned earlier, being with, uh, being with Jackson, uh, you know, one thing that I've seen is that she's learned to be a little patient. Well, with this one, because of all the juices running, you know, and the excitement, and I personally think that Christina Hammer got underneath her skin, um, hopefully they can tell her she's got to be patient with this fight because it could easily, easily again happen when she got dropped because she was over overconfident and she was just in a rush and she could walk into a big punch with Christina Hammer. Now, with that hand speed, you know, she, she, like I said, she's got great hand speed. But the, the weakness that comes with it is that she likes to chop with her punches when she uses that hand speed. She's got to discipline herself. She's got to, like, you know, just remember she's got to turn those punches. And if anything, she's got to trade with Christina Hammer. She's got to, like, invite her into this uh, uh, shootout. Uh, and if she's not going to use head movement, okay, and like I said, that's a weakness. Sometimes she doesn't use the head movement. She walks in. If she's if she just kind of just throws it out the door, she's got to keep her gloves up high. 
You know, she really does have to, you know, uh, um, bring them up and make sure that they're up at all times. If she's not, if she decides to opt out, hey, have movement, okay? Now, the the one thing that I said that was a strength of hers that she faints. She knows how to faint really, really good. Now, if you remember earlier, I mentioned how Christina Hammer, you can invite her into a shootout. Now, faints is a big part of suckering your opponent to throw a, a jab or a right hand or kind of discourage them where they kind of get confused. They're not sure if they should let their hands go and they can, you know, opt to be a little lazy because they're, they're not, you know what I mean? They're not confident of what they should do next uh, or they're not sure what you're going to do. So instead of committing with their punches, they're just going to like, you know, throw something lazy out there. And that's when shields can kind of capitalize on that. Okay. Now, I didn't mention this in the strength part. But who has the better hook between the two? Shields does. She throws a beautiful left hook. If that's one thing, she knows how to turn her hip and that left hook. She, she, she's done it very, very well. Now, the problem is that she doesn't throw it enough. Okay? She needs to throw it in close when she gets close to hammer. She needs to throw that hand. Th I'm sorry. Needs to throw that left hook. And also what she needs to do is every time she finishes a combination... She needs to throw the left hook again, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when you have a tall fighter, what they're looking for is to take that step back after you're finished with your combination and then throw a, a, a right cross or maybe even the jab. And you've watched Shields. She likes to throw the jab sometimes. After she finishes a flurry, she likes to take that step back and throw that jab. Now, if she's doing that, then that's when Shields can take advantage by, by finishing off her combination with a left hook because it can leave an opening there to possibly catching Hammer with the left hook. Now, who finishes better between the two in the inside? And I think Shields was on to something when she, said, when she said about Hammer is that she's not a good inside fighter. Shields is a good inside fighter, but she needs to be aggressive when she's inside. She needs to make sure that Shields doesn't use the Kalisco moves, which where they lean on them, you know, lean on their back. If you watch Hammer, she does that to the smaller fighters all the time. She likes to put her arm around the back of their neck and then pushes their legs down. So that's what I mean, that, that the aggression between the two is good, but there's good aggression. Shields has got to be aggressive, meaning that if you're going to push your back, you got to have, you know, quick feet. So as soon as you feel that, that that hammer is starting to like hunch over you well pivot out of the way and that's when you create openings openings now remember like mike tyson you know mike was in front of you and if he couldn't get a shot standing in front of you he would pivot either hard left or hard right and create an opening and make you open up to see where you were going and then he would pop an uppercut shot the other thing about shields is that she sometimes doesn't understand her distance and that's a really bad weakness. You know, uh, you know, even when she fought, well, everybody that she's fought has been either an inch shorter than her or the same height. And sometimes you'll catch her just throwing at the wind. She can't really do that with a 5'11 fighter. You know, you just can't throw punches just to throw punches. She's got to understand that distance. She's got she's to, like, you know, make sure that Hammer's 
in range. And how do you make sure by that? Is by throwing the jab. You know, being able to feel. As soon as you can feel that person with that jab, then you let your right hand go. I've seen Shields throw that right hand too many times, and there's no, there's nothing there. And, they, and then she's been countered by it. So, again, even though she is the quicker fighter, and even though she can be aggressive... She sometimes falls apart because she's over anxious of landing something big. So she can't afford to reach against Christina Hammer. She just can't do it. You know, styles make fights. And, that's, and this is the reason why I think this is going to be a great fight. Uh, you have a shorter fighter who is aggressive. You have a taller fighter that when you press her to fight, well, she's going to fight. You have a shorter fighter that still tends to get sloppy, but wants to give you a great performance. So they make big mistakes. You got a taller fighter who's got good movement, but you can invite her to a shootout. So in many ways, this is a recipe of a good, good fight. The strengths are already there, but it needs to be added. And I think I pointed out, hopefully I pointed it out, what they need to add to their game plan, what they need to fix. They both have flaws that it can be an easy night for either woman to step into this ring and capitalize on. But these flaws are not flaws that can't be fixed with time. Uh, if they train right and they paid attention to their opponents, they can capitalize what they lack. And that's what this fight, this is what boxing overall makes it so interesting there's no such thing as the gut that you know this person can't beat that person or that person can't accomplish this because of whatever reasons if you do your homework and you work on it you can get it done and that's why we all tune in to see whether or not both fighters did their homework both fighters are going to give 110 percent and both fighters are going to just leave it in the ring I'm your host, Dave Duenas. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Corner to Corner. Catch you guys later.